welcome to today's pep talk, Gratitude, episode 15. Last month in the email I sent, as well as in the podcast description located on my website, I provided some self-care tips to support your emotional health during the coronavirus pandemic. One of the suggestions I provided was to keep a gratitude journal. In today's pep talk, I want to talk a little more about the powerful benefits of expressing gratitude. Gratitude is the appreciation of what is valuable and meaningful to you. When you express gratitude to others or to yourself, it produces uplifting emotions, primarily a sense of happiness. And we can rewire our brains to focus on the positive in our lives so that our emotional foundation is more joyful and content. Madalena Chaudhry is the author of the article, The Neuroscience of Gratitude and How It Affects Anxiety and Grief. She explained that gratitude positively impacts our brains. It induces positive thinking, which nurtures cognitive restructuring. In other words, regularly practicing gratitude assists you in reframing situations so that you can see them from a neutral or a more positive perspective. For example, you go out to your car and you attempt to start it and it won't start. And it's on a day when you're going to run some errands but you're not in any real hurry to get anywhere. And you have a moment where it's, oh, the car won't start. And then you think, oh, I'm so grateful that it's happening today instead of it being on a day when I'm in a rush to get somewhere, that whether I have an appointment or I have to get to work. So by regularly practicing gratitude, you have the ability to be faced with a challenging situation and being able to reframe it to be something that's more neutral or more positive because you've been regularly practicing gratitude. In February's Pep Talk podcast, What Worry and Meditation Have in Common, I discussed the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system and how meditation assists the body in activating the parasympathetic nervous system. So just a really quick review. The sympathetic is the fight or flight response. And the parasympathetic is what we refer to as rest and digest. It is the the calming, it's the state of us being in, in a more calm state. And ideally, we want to be living in that parasympathetic state, that calm state, versus living in the, the sympathetic state. Of course, we're going to experience that fight or flight response. However, as I talked about in March's podcast, I think many people are living in that sympathetic state most days and most most of the time during their days and really where we want to be is in that parasympathetic state and expressing gratitude is another way to positively support our central nervous system it assists in regulating stress hormones including cortisol and cortisol is one of the stress hormones that are that are stress hormone that's released during the sympathetic during that fight or flight response According to Chaudhry, a study found participants who felt grateful demonstrated a reduction in cortisol. The participants also demonstrated healthier cardiac functioning and were more resilient when they experienced emotional setbacks. 
When we practice gratitude, we can rewire the brain to manage challenging situations in a more healthy manner. And gratitude cultivates adaptive coping skills. The Mindfulness Awareness Research Center of UCLA stated that gratitude changes the neural structures in the brain so that we feel happier and more at peace. So you've heard me talk about neuroplasticity of the brain and how we can rewire the brain so that we're focused on healthier thoughts. And the Mindfulness Awareness Research Center of UCLA is suggesting that this very much happens, that neuroplasticity of the brain occurs when we focus on gratitude. It assists in activating the reward center of our brain. And if you remember in March's pep talk, the trickery of the food industry, I explained how the food industry seeks to hijack your reward center with chemicals in unhealthy foods. And gratitude would be a a healthy way of activating that reward center of your brain. Chaudhry explained that gratitude is a natural antidepressant. When you express and receive gratitude, the brain releases dopamine and serotonin. And as most people know, these are two vital neurotransmitters that impact our emotions. They are considered the feel-good neurotransmitters. When you regularly practice gratitude, you strengthen these neural pathways, which assists in creating a baseline of positivity within yourself. In other words, on a day-in and day-out basis, you feel happier. In February's pep talk, as well as in March's pep talk podcast, I discuss how the prefrontal cortex is the adult part of the brain. It's the area of the brain that assists us in making healthy, thoughtful decisions. Chaudhry explained that feelings of gratitude are associated with an increase in neuroactivity of the prefrontal cortex. And when individuals express gratitude, foundationally, they are more empathetic and optimistic. And if you remember from March's pep talk podcast, Dr. Perlmutter explained that the prefrontal cortex is the... also explained that it's the adult, it's the part of the brain that helps us in making healthy decisions. He also explained that it's connected with compassion and empathy. And people who present with more narcissistic type tendencies typically have a prefrontal cortex that's not working properly. And as I shared in March's podcast, nutrition supports a healthy prefrontal cortex. And in February's podcast, I discussed how meditation assists in activating the prefrontal cortex. Now, Chaudhry is encouraging us to express gratitude in a way to support our prefrontal cortex, to assist us in making those healthy decisions. So again, just as a a little reminder, that prefrontal cortex helps, helps us in making healthy decisions. And we need that to be activated. We need that to be you know, working optimally. And now we learn that gratitude is one of the ways in which we can support our prefrontal cortex. According to Chaudhry, a study 
conducted with individuals who were attending therapy found the participants who wrote letters of gratitude outside of their therapy sessions reported feeling better and healing more rapidly. On the other hand, the individuals who were encouraged to journal their negative experiences instead of writing gratitude letters reported feelings of anxiety and depression. So the study found that when individuals between in between their therapy sessions, when they wrote letters of gratitude, they felt better and they also healed more rapidly at, versus the individuals who were writing down their negative experiences. Now, I want to make a comment about this, and this isn't something that Chaudhry discussed, but I want to comment. There's a great deal of research with regards to the benefits of therapeutic journaling. And with therapeutic journaling, you are typically journaling about distressing events in your life and you're helping your body to process those and release those. I am unsure of the study that Chaudhry is referring to and I question that possibly the individuals were simply looking for the negative just throughout their days they were writing down all the negative things that happened and so if you're just focused on what's negative in your life and writing those down, that absolutely makes sense to me that you're going to feel more anxious and more depressed. However, again, with therapeutic journaling, I believe that that would be a different technique than what she's referring to. And again, I don't know the specifics of the study, so I don't know exactly what those participants were doing. However, again, if all you're doing is focusing on the negative and you're just looking for the problems, I think that would make sense that you're going to feel anxious and depressed. But if you're using therapeutic journaling in a way of processing events and healing from them, the research definitely demonstrates that that is an efficacious way of healing and being able to move through, through pain. So I just wanted to make that distinction because I know you've heard me talk about therapeutic journaling and I just didn't want there to be confusion about that. When we express gratitude we activate the hypothalamus and the hypothalamus is responsible for appetite, sleep, body temperature, as well as metabolism. And it's been found that the hypothalamic regulation is triggered by gratitude and assists with deeper and healthier sleep. And note it's deeper and healthier. It's not simply that it's just helping with sleep, it's actually helping you to get restorative sleep. According to Chaudhry, a study that evaluated the effects of gratitude on physical well-being found that 16% of the patients who kept a gratitude journal reported a reduction in pain symptoms and were more willing to exercise and adhere to treatment recommendations. She indicated that this was due to the increase in dopamine, which provides a sense of vitality and reduces feelings of pain. Okay, (laughs) I have thrown a great deal at you with regards to these powerful benefits of gratitude. And I just want to take a moment to just summarize what Chowdhury is expressing or is reporting with regards to the benefits of gratitude. So she is indicating that it helps us to see the positive things in life and it helps to fight the negative ruminations and to rebuild pessimistic thoughts with optimistic thoughts. Gratitude assists in us staying grounded and accepting the present situation even if it is a harsh reality and it helps us identify and focus on solutions. 
gratitude assists us in maintaining good health as it assists in regulating our metabolic function by controlling the hormonal imbalances. And gratitude sustains relationships as we appreciate people who are there for us, which results in us feeling more loved, more cared for, and more hopeful. Now, at this point, you might be wondering, what are some ways that you can cultivate gratitude in your life in addition to the gratitude journal? So I know I mentioned before the gratitude journal, and again, just to briefly review that, it's simply writing down what you are grateful for. And this can be something big, or this can be something small. So whether it's thinking about, like for example, Chaudhry provided writing down current challenges that you're experiencing and what you've learned from them, writing down people that you're grateful for, as well as significant assets in your life at the present moment. In addition to a gratitude journal, and oh, and keep in mind, I want to mention too, we often think about gratitude with regards to other people and expressing gratitude and gratefulness for them. Keep in mind, it's also about appreciating yourself. And I don't mean that in an ego-driven way. I mean truly being able to be appreciative of who you are and the traits and abilities that you possess. So again, know that also in your gratitude journal it's taking a moment to recognize within yourself what you're what you're grateful for and this goes back then to another technique that she provided that Chowdhury provided which is appreciating yourself and she encourages individuals to stand in front of a mirror and say out loud five positive attributes about yourself And this isn't just physical, because I know oftentimes people focus just on the physical. This is about any achievements that you've attained. It could be talents that you possess, virtues, character traits, anything about yourself that you appreciate. So appreciate yourself is another technique. And then she discussed gratitude visits. And this is when you think about people, maybe it's one person, that has been instrumental in your life. And I recognize that this may be a more challenging exercise for some of my clients because many of them were raised in dysfunctional homes where they weren't appreciated, they weren't valued, they weren't nurtured. And so it might be difficult to stop and think about an an individual who has been instrumental in your life. Nonetheless, taking a minute to think about, and and it doesn't necessarily have to be from childhood, although it could be. It maybe was a teacher. It might have been a neighbor. It might have been someone at church or a club leader, or it could be someone in your life now. Maybe it is someone that you you work with or someone that you're involved in with um, some community activity. Just taking a moment to think about an individual that has impacted your life. And again, past or present, and then thanking them. And you could do this in different ways. She's recommending an actual visit where you go see them and you verbally express to them how much you appreciate them and are thankful for them. But you could also do this in a letter or an email. 
So again, a gratitude visit is another approach. And she also recommended finding a gratitude buddy. And this could be a spouse, it could be your child, a friend, a colleague. And it's designating a few minutes every day where you and your gratitude buddy discuss the things that you are grateful for. So those are some different ways that you can incorporate gratitude in, into your life. I'm also going to include some links to, it, it will be in the, the um, podcast description on my web, website. I, I will include the links to the gratitude questionnaire as well as the gratitude quiz. And those are just kind of fun little questionnaires and quizzes that you could do to assess your current level of gratitude. I also found a link to a gratitude assessment, but I could not find, or I, I wasn't able to find the link. I found a PDF document, but I wasn't able to find a link to that PDA document. So I wanted to simply read to you the, the questions that are asked on that assessment. And it was at the bottom, the footnote on the PDF file is, that it's The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, and the website is thecompoundeffect.com. However, when I went to the website, again, I wasn't able to find an actual link to the assessment. So I just wanna read these to you because I thought they were just great points that you could maybe explore in your gratitude journal. So the first one on here is to write down three amazing people in your life. Write down three great things about your physical body. And this may not be the appearance, but thinking about what your body's capable of doing. Maybe it's the number of push-ups that you can do or the fact that you can lift your child. But thinking about what your physical body does for you every day. The next one is three great things about your home and where you live, three great things about where you work and what you do for a living, three great gifts of unique talent and skill, three great gifts of knowledge and experience that you've been given, three ways that you've experienced luck in your life, and three ways in which your life is wealthy, abundant, and prosperous. So again, those are from the gratitude assessment that is, I believe, written by Darren Hardy, thecompoundeffect.com. But again, I just, I liked those so much and thought those would be, again, um, great, great topics to explore in your gratitude journal. I hope that you found this pep talk to be helpful today. They're just, I knew, I positive psychology is a type of, of, of psychology that I've studied in the past, and gratitude is a big element of that. And so I've known in the past that gratitude is, is a positive, is a helpful technique for us to utilize in our lives to increase health, whether it's physical health or emotional health. However, I, this article definitely provided some additional benefits of gratitude, um, particularly with regards to the prefrontal cortex that I was not familiar with. So again, I'm hopeful that you found this helpful and I uh, really encourage you to just, again, in small ways, 
think about in incorporating gratitude in your life whether it's through the journal whether it's just you taking a moment every day where you just stop and express thankfulness for people or situations or for yourself thank you so much for joining me today and i encourage you to do one thing purposefully to attain true pep for life